You're listening to the Never Heard of It podcast, a Night Shift Radio original. Every week, we bring you the good, the bad, the weird, and lesser-known streaming movies. Hit subscribe for new episodes every Thursday and Sunday. So we're back again for episode three. Here we are at the Never Heard of It podcast with uh, Casey has come back from the Superpod Hero Cast to uh, talk about everything that Todd got wrong last nah. episode. Oh, well, <laughs> hang on. Let me get my notebook out here. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. I just got this did, binder. Did you of, have no. to buy a, a fresh notebook for that? <laughs> no, I just, just have it here it in my office. I was just doing a little prop comedy work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the good. no Todd did great. No, he did great. The only thing I want to point out. So you're all saying that Fantastic Four won't show up because the creator said the Fantastic Four won't show up. Uh, oh, I didn't say uh, that. Salid, uh, whatever the the showrunner Salid. is, Ali Salid said it. Yep. That doesn't mean that Reed Richards, Ben Grimm, Sue Storm, and Johnny Storm can't show up. The He's Fantastic Four might not show up, but those four I may mean, show up as themselves. And that's some like Kevin Feige wordplay right there. He was like, "Well, I didn't say Fantastic Four were going to show up. I, I don't. I mean, this was filmed like this was filmed a long time ago. You know, like this is another one of those like COVID filmed era. Like it this shows. wasn't filmed <laughs> recently. This was filmed like a year or two ago. Right. So like, I just don't think that I mean, they didn't have them cast at that. point. But they could have popped them know. all down to Atlanta, a la No Way Home. Uh, Doctor Strange 2 and recorded them being like, we got to do something about these scrolls. Yeah. I mean, I I hold out that, that that's just like very unlikely, but it would be a cool surprise. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't hate it in any way, shape or form. No, and not at all. That's the thing that I've been saying. Like, I am, I am refusing to make predictions about this show because the whole show is about trying to like force you into guessing that something's right and being wrong about it. And I just, I won't fall for the bait. I just yeah, won't do it. The twist this episode, I'm like, are we supposed to believe this twist or is this a twist on top of a twist? It's the very last I, moment I mean, of, the, of the episode. So I don't, I, we'll, we'll get oh, there. Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah, I don't believe that in at all. Yeah. Like, you know, for, for, for like even logistical reasons, we'll get into mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so we're going to kick off this episode talking about episode three of Secret Invasion. Uh, we will be spoiling this episode. So if you have not watched it yet and you are concerned of spoilers, you know, hit subscribe, come back later, you know, on YouTube, on, on your podcast player of choice, uh, come back and, uh, listen as we talk about all of episode three betrayal, <laughs> um, which is an interesting, you, you know, it's betrayal, but it's a, it's a couple of different ways. You, you could you could think of it as a few people could fit the line of betrayal at the moment. I want to pick the uh, tiniest knit. Go right ahead. Because, sure. because there is there is a, an emotional difference. It's not betrayal the like the act. It's betrayed the emotion, mm. or the or the past tense. Uh, passive act. I have been betrayed. And I, the only reason I correct is not because I actually care that like it, you know, that all versus Ed It's that like, there is an emotional connection to that. And like who, like if you're seeing the title for the first time, who was betrayed? How were they betrayed? Why were they betrayed? When Uh, were they? No, it is versus like betrayal (laughs) is just a generic thing. Like everyone's betraying everyone here. Like we're just all fucking betraying here. Uh, But betrayed. I've been betrayed. It's very, it's very powerful. That's, and that's the only reason. I would go one further and say this episode directly betrayed Casey 
because oh. after the first episode being like, oh, it's kind of generic and blah, I was so, I wrote to both of you. I'm like, I'm so pissed. I don't get to talk about episode two because it was great. <laughs> there was so much good yeah. stuff in there. And then this episode, I was like, what the fuck? There's a couple 30 seconds <laughs> or less, your impression of episode two, since you didn't get to be here for that. Oh my God. Like light years better than episode one. Um, really great, powerful, like, they're like, yeah, yeah, we're doing a spy show, but we're also doing like a emotional, emotional conflict show. That was mm. the overarching feeling of episode two. Like everyone's mm -hmm. emotions were at 11 and I loved every second of it. Then we were kind of back there. And then like almost in, in episode three, Ben Mendelsohn and Sam uh, Jackson kind of were like, I guess our characters are still pissed at each other. So sure but like you could kind of feel like like can we can we just be friends again can our characters be friends i don't want to do this shit anymore <laughs> i the 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 little bickering between the two of them got really old fast mm -hmm. um because they kept doing it and i'm like you're but like because it was like you're being unreasonable like you're both being unreasonable and they're both were like well you know i did all the work for you and he's like well i saved your species and it was like you both did good things. Like, come on. Like, it's just like, it felt false. It felt like forced bicker. And these two just, they have a lot of unresolved conflict. And like, we sure. saw them just have a blow up over it. And then like, almost immediately, they're back in the same room. And like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of forced, but also like, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like when know. they're in the, the pub and he's like, you can't yell at me like you did yesterday. And then come mm -hmm. ask me for help. And Fear's like, I didn't ask you for help. The hell I can't. <laughs> no, not even that. He's like, I didn't say the words. I need your help. I, I love uh, I love the the pub scene, the car drive scene. I'm like, this is unnecessary. Just show up at Bob's residence and move on with the episode. This is unnecessary uh, shit. I did. I actually, like, I, I agree that the the bickering part was kind of unnecessary in the, the car scene. But I liked the, the car scene for the additional bit of context it gives us into, like, what the fuck has been happening for the last 30 years? Like, mm. we got the, like, recruitment scene in episode two where Fury, like, gets everyone involved in helping with Sheila. But, like, we don't really get a sense. And, like, having not read Secret Invasion in the comics, I don't know if that's a big part of it or not. I am guessing probably not. Uh, but, like, we don't really get a sense of, like, why Fury was recruiting scrolls and what for. And then uh, Taylor is coming back in episode three and being like, we did all of this secret ass shit for you for 30 years. And like, what have you actually done for us? It seems like uh, everybody comes take at, the credit. at Fury for that. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, yeah. So two things about this. So yeah, I agree with you. Like that information would have been really cool to know episode one mm -hmm. of like, Hey, we've been your secret underground spy network for this, these past 30 years. I'd be like, okay. Cause I was having the trouble in episodes one and two where I was like, so what, like, what did happen? Like, did he save Talos and then just fuck off and be a shield agent yeah. and then come back to him later and be like, hey, how you doing? But like, no, Talos has been working with him this entire time. And I'm like, okay, that adds so much more context to all of the MCU. Yes. You know, and specifically Nick Fury. And that's really interesting. But also, yeah, Nick Fury's kind of getting shit on by everybody. Because like last episode, he got Rhodey. This episode, he got his wife. Uh, and then he got uh, Talos, you know, like it was just like all of his only friends left are just kind of like, hang on. You know what? Actually, fuck you, Fury. <laughs> <laughs> and Maria did it. Like, I do feel bad for him. Uh, Hill did it in Winter yeah. Soldier. And then in, yeah. in this. And 
But and then this right before she yeah. died. Yeah. So I know I just got through saying that I'm not going to make any predictions about this show. The the one thing that I will say is that all feels very intentional to like further create this feeling of isolation around fury. Sure. Um, yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, you know, fight you and I've talked about a number of times how specifically in horror, there has to be some sort of isolating element that makes it possible for the, the protagonist to be in danger without being able to have an easy lifeline. Cell phones, not working landlines are cut their cabin in the woods, whatever. Mm-hmm. And here, like we're seeing Fury becoming more and more and more and more isolated, and it's less like artificial means, like he has no means of contacting the outside world, and more people are shutting him out or turning on him. And so, like, he's I think we're going to see him becoming increasingly desperate and like feeling alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can see it. Um, so, you know, one of the big scenes of this uh, episode is the one that was shown in the first teaser trailer, uh, which was, uh, you know, uh, Ben uh, or, or Talos reaching across the table to Gravik and then all the people around him turning into other Graviks. That was in the original teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we finally got that scene. But, you know, obviously they left out the end of that scene, you know, and the whole thing is, is he, you know, Gravik is basically using Gaia to try to leverage or threaten uh, Talos to which, you know, Talos is like, don't talk about my freaking daughter. Like, what are you doing? And then, you know, he finally crosses the edge when Gravik is like, you're lucky I haven't sent her back in a body bag. <laughs> and uh, Talos takes the the butter knife and stabs it in through Gravik's hand, you know, grabs him by the throat, you know, really threatens him in that moment and leaves. But then we get the reveal Talos pulls the uh, the knife through. Little did he um, know. <laughs> little did he know. Yep. So he pulls the knife through, you know, and his hand heals uh, extremist style. So we know that that is, uh, that he has in fact done the treatment, uh, which alludes to the uh, scene we saw uh, shortly before this, where he brings the council members in, shows them the machine and says, literally says super scrolls. He said the thing. Uh, and that they're going to do it. Yep. <laughs> did did either of you get the the feeling when that scene was happening that like those, like the council was in danger? Because like the, the way that like brought him in and everyone looked really nervous and then Gravik comes in and does this whole speech. I'm like, he's going to do something to them. And he does it. And I'm kind of glad that he doesn't because... It just like it felt like that would have been a really weird turn and like really forced, but like they made it feel like it. And I don't know if that's to set up like just establishing this idea of like Gravik has the true power here and none of you are safe, or if that was just a, a, a choice just for this one scene. Or did he? And we just haven't seen it yet. Like we don't see yeah. the the council leave. We see the human versions of them when Guy is trying to get the information. For the launch code uh, password, True. we see True. the humans. We never see those scroll versions, and anyone else can take over. He may have. That's true because, like, we we see the mm-hmm. like Fox News pundit guy mm-hmm. uh, going yep. on a rant. Shooter like, McGavin. That yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that could have easily been a pre-recorded segment. So, like, it yep. feels like oh, this all happened, and now he's on the news, like ranting and like trying to drum up support for graphics cause. But like, maybe that already happened. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I do like uh, she, uh, Fury's wife saying, like, how can you watch that poison? And then he gets the saying wrong, right? Even a broken clock is right twice a day. Mm-hmm. 
Isn't a broken clock only no. right once a day? Twice. Not if you use... Uh, it is twice a day? If, I mean, it's only once a day if you use 24-hour uh, time. Yeah, if you use 12-hour time. Yeah. It's twice a day if you're a normal person. <laughs> Weird. Shots fired at I'm Todd. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's not even here. Shots fired at literally half of the world. <laughs> yeah, holy And I'll do shit. it again. That's going to start World War III. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah. Uh, so that scene. Um, I mentioned before yeah. we started recording, there were some acting choices. It was so obvious what the ending was going to be by her being like, fuck you, buddy. You left, you died, then you came back, and then you fucked off, and now, rah, and then she gets to call, and then she's like, I love you. Bye. I was yeah, like, oh, right. okay. So she's she's doing something dastardly. Like, that is Spycraft 101, that whole yeah. scene. Yeah. I was like, ugh. But then, you know, but then the the last phone call she gets uh, in the end of the episode, you know, somebody calls her and she's like, I want to talk to Gravik. And he's like, well, you're talking to me. And that voice was, of course, Rody. Rody. Yeah, 100% uh, Rody. Which still makes me think uh, he is not a Skrull. I'm actually leaning that he's not a Skrull now. Oh. I think Scylla, Vara, which one is it? Because Fury called her both names. Um, yeah, I think he sure did. I was confused by that. Yeah, when There's, he when he meets her in the diner, he calls her Scylla. She's credited he as her Priscilla, person, as like her her human name is Priscilla. But he called her Vara, so that might be her uh, scroll name. Maybe because I don't think Pri- I don't think Priscilla is a is a scroll name. Just given the scroll names that we've seen, like Gravik and right. Talos and Gaia, spelled with a, a G apostrophe I A H. Um, and Pagan. Uh, so I think Priscilla is, is her, like, human persona. Mm. And, Vara and Vara is probably is her that? scroll name. It was very confusing, though, and I think it definitely deserves some sort of clarification. Oh, um, because that, both both time I watched it, I was like, wait, is, she, is that a different person then than the one? Because she's much younger. She's, she's a different actress. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wait, is this a different scroll that he was talking to each time? Oh, it's like, not. That's a, I, was really I thought confused. it was the same actress, just de-aged. I think that that oh, might be I the mean, case because like we, me, we do but, have yeah. the the flashback scene that's like it's in the nineties. Yeah. Like Fury is still young. Uh, it's obviously you know hot on the heels of the events of uh, Captain Marvel and you know the recruitment scene that we saw in in episode one. Uh, so I think yeah, I think it's it's either she took a different face for that because there's the whole subterfuge of like, are you looking for someone? And like, yeah, and like, I don't think she'd appreciate me talking to you or whatever. The, I yeah, where even... he says, uh, uh, where she says, what does she look like? Yeah, and he goes, like, it depends on the day of the week. Yeah. So like, I I yeah. think it is entirely possible that like she did take a different face, but I don't think she was a different person. Okay, hmm. it was just the naming thing threw me off. I was just like, I was very confused of who we were actually talking to. Well, but I mean, again, minor does he minor complaint? Does he call her Vara in that flashback scene? No, he calls her Scylla in the flashback scene and Vara in today. Okay. Like in when the kitchen? He's, when he's in the modern world. Yeah, yeah. In the kitchen, he calls her Vara. So, I mean, huh. the flashback scene, they were in public. And so he would have been using her human cover name. Yeah, but I mean, Scylla doesn't sound very it's, it's, American, it, I guess. <laughs> I mean, who says she's American? It, 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 is, it is a well, real yeah. name, too. Uh, and I, well, yeah, I mean, no, Priscilla is. But yeah. um, Scylla, like, I, I have oh. seen the, the name Scylla actually used. So. so, in the diner, is that a yeah. scroll diner? Because there's some weird things going on in that diner. Did anyone catch that there no. were hamburgers on display in no. what you would put a pie 
into display. And I'm like, that's not how hamburgers work. That's, what are you talking about, Casey? That's very normal human restaurant things <laughs> yes. to do. You don't serve your hamburgers under a glass plate? Like, what? It was the craziest thing. You always have thing. your display burgers. Yeah. I was just like, well, you know, in some restaurants you might. Not in a greasy spoon, sure. no. like, 20-seat right. no, diner. I was like, is this a scroll diner? What's happening? Maybe maybe Wimpy owns that diner. Ooh, and those are the hamburgers for Tuesday? For Tuesday, yeah. yeah. Nice. They're serving coffees like only- out, out of a, uh, a soda spout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> serving it in a wine glass. Yeah, totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's a very, yeah. very Totally normal human thing. food things. Completely normal yes. human food things. Please, eat our human food. I mean, your food. I mean, <laughs> I'm a scroll. <laughs> uh, for anyone under 30, that was a Popeye reference. Oh. So go ahead and Google yeah, that. Google Popeye. recently yeah. that Popeye was based on a real person. Yep. And he oh. looks exactly fucking like him. Well, that's awesome yeah. to know, actually. Yeah, it's yeah. neat. I mean, the best live-action uh, cartoon to live-action movie ever made was Popeye. So, so. fucking oh. nuts. It's so nuts. <laughs> that is a very bold statement. He's I'm not saying large. you're large. It's just a very yeah. bold statement. Large. <laughs> so large. <laughs> oh, God. What greatness. Who was so Pluto great. in that? Oh, I don't even remember. I don't even remember if he was anyone like known but he probably was i am about 99 percent positive i've never seen this i remember it being a thing but it's altman right isn't it robert uh, i don't remember my brain went to goodman but as he was too young no so no wait, uh, the, sorry the, the director the robin robert williams one no yeah yeah robin williams oh my god yeah i definitely haven't seen this oh oh my god robin williams's popeye is flawless yeah. It, this movie's bonkers and it's great. Who is that? That's not Tim Burton, right? No, uh, Pluto I'm... was Paul De- Paul L. Smith. Oh, Paul uh, L. Smith, of course. Director was Robert Altman. <laughs> writers uh, Jules Pfeiffer and E. C. Seeger. I think E. C. Yeah. Seeger is the creator of Popeye. That maybe that sounds like it could be. That sounds that sounds accurate. Uh He's known for Popeye, Popeye the Sailor, Adventures of Popeye. Doesn't say yep. anything about writing the. Uh, the comics, but I mean, yeah, like there's a bunch of shorts and stuff like co- that. The cartoon. Like, yeah. yeah, so probably, probably. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bree, do yourself a favor. Find this movie, watch it, and just go, what the fuck? Noted. Yeah. It's <laughs> in the best I, way. Wonderful. <laughs> and honestly, there's there's a good chance that I did see it when I was really young and just don't remember. Mm-hmm. I mean, that yeah. that whole time in my life is a blur. Yeah. I think as soon as he fights the octopus, you're gonna be like, oh, he right. I've seen fights an octopus. Octopus? He oh. fights an octopus. Oh yeah. Is it a big one or is it like a normal size? Oh no, it's like a gigantic. It's great. Yeah. Punches it in the eye. <laughs> yeah. It's I, pretty great. I, yeah. <laughs> I honestly don't know what would be funnier. If it was just a normal size octopus and he's like trying to fight it, or if it's a <laughs> giant. <just> a <laughs> yeah. Oh, so uh, funny. Anyway, so so back to Secret Invasion. Uh, nobody in Secret Invasion needs spinach though, although half of them kind of look like they eat too much. Oh. Hey. Because <clears throat> they're because they're green, reptilian so, ass know. looking. Before <laughs> I shoot your gooey purple brains all over this place. Yeah, Fury yeah. has some good one liners in this one. Yeah. He does. I his the you know uh, Bree the one you were talking about where you know before that where he's talking to his wife and she's like, well now what are you going to do now that you're retired? And he's like, well I never was much for golf, but I was thinking of taking up revenge. I love like, <laughs> the the pause. I was thinking of taking up revenge and like his super <laughs> smooth way and i'm like ah i see what he's doing there he's yeah. he's he's doing revenge that whole scene leading up to her getting mad at him 
you felt a married for 30 years couple like yeah totally the handing of the the, the way that he makes she makes fun of his eggs and Mm-hmm. Like, how dare you? Like, mm-hmm. and then, like, when he, just the handing of the coffee. I'd love when people say thank you when they're handed stuff in acting because that's what 95% of the human race does. When it's you are a, having a conversation thing. and your hand is on, you're like, thank you. But when you people at least acknowledge it, when people don't do it when acting, I'm like, you're pretending yeah. to be a real person, right? Like, that's <laughs> be a right. real person. Have you met a person? Casey, it wasn't in the script. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I, so I feel like maybe part of the bar, the pub scene, and some of the car scene was just like, "Hey, uh, Ben and Sam, just you got to get to this point, but ad lib the rest of this." It felt so weirdly natural that I would, especially yeah. on Mendelssohn's part, that I was just like, "Yeah, is this ad libs are just really good writing that Ben is is zhuzhing up a little bit." Maybe they just like like really did piss each other off in real life and were just like trading barbs, but like in character. I was in the better Star Wars movie. No, I was. <laughs> See, but I just think it's funny because uh, like Fury gets off, like basically Whoa. fighting Fury with his wife. With his oh, wife? Gets off. Whoa. I mean, Whoa. I, what, I mean, that was what also version implied. did you watch? <laughs> I watched the one on Cinemax. That's the one you guys are watching. Right? Um, <laughs> so yeah, so Fury, you know, gets done with you know fighting with his wife, mm-hmm. and then immediately gets in the car with Talos, and is just fighting with him too. So I just think that's another funny thing where he's just like, you know, are, are you gonna dump on me too? You know, even makes that makes that joke is like, yeah, because damn, people are just like riding on Fury like crazy. But also, he's. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bray. I was going to say, we do have a couple of really great nods to the the young Fury that we met in Captain Marvel. And one of them specifically is with his wife, where, like, when, like, he's he's talking to Talos originally, he's like, you know, do you, do you have a wife? And like, no, but if she did, she'd call me Fury. And Priscilla calls him Fury. Yes. Nobody, yep. nobody calls me Nick. And he nobody says it. Like, and, and that's the <laughs> other and that came one. up we, later. We get the call back yeah. to nobody calls me Nick. Did you all catch it? When I mean, as soon as Talos said, or Talos, it's a very Vosh Vash, uh, Star Trek yeah. The Next Generation. Yeah. For the longest yep. time, I thought it was Vosh. And then I watched the episode again, and everyone's saying Vash. I'm like, is this my Mandela effect right now? <laughs> I it thought was it was Vash. Vash. I don't it's remember Vash. anyone calling her Vash. Oh, Picard fuck himself says Vash. He God damn it. shows up and I'm like, why are you saying it like that? Something like, listen, I'm not validating the Mandela effect, but something fucking happened between like our youth and now. That's one, that's the, and really that's one of the points. Like, I distinctly remember it being Vash. And then yeah. she shows up and they're like, hi, I'm Vash. I'm like, oh, she says it wrong. And then the rest of the time she shows up, everybody says Vash. And I'm just like, I don't understand what's happening. Uh, data. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> You're saying my name wrong. <laughs> One is my yes. name. You're the other is data. not. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. What's the difference? That scene has lived name? rent free yeah, in my not. head for decades now. That's a great one. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, it's such a great And also the last thing, the only reason Vash exists is because uh, beyond her first episode is because Patrick Stewart was sleeping with her. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, good for, good for both of them. Good honestly. for both good, of them. Good <laughs> like, for them. <laughs> Pat, Patrick Stewart in his prime and yeah. the actress yeah. who plays Vash. Yeah. Yeah, get it. Go right for it. So get it. Um, so when T- Talos, um, fuck, what was my point? <laughs> when Talos calls him, uh, oh yeah, yeah, oh thank you. When he calls him Nick, I went, oop, 
that's either not Talos yep. or he's giving him a code. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what, yeah. I actually thought the code thing mm-hmm. uh, to like go around the back or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that scene. So we we learned that there's a plot, um, and actually Gaia learns this, which uh, inevitably gets her killed. Question mark. Let's put a pin I, no, in that. Not really, because yeah. it's Amelia Clark. Obviously not. But I don't I, know. We're halfway like, through the series. I don't see why they wouldn't kill yeah. her. I I was mildly furious at at this uh, because. She just went through this whole thing where, like, Gravik is suspicious of her because only a couple people knew where the this girl's safe house was going to be after the after the the caper, and whatever. And you know, the cover's blown, and he suspects that she fed the police the the location. And she's like, "Nah, it definitely wasn't me." And he very obviously says the information out loud that no one else would know specifically to make sure that she knows so that when something goes wrong, he can trace it back to her and she takes the bait immediately. And that just drove me nuts. Like, how are you that dense, Gaia? <laughs> because they needed to kill her. I, I do love in that scene when she when he's like, is that what you would do? And Because she tries to blame it on... Someone mm-hmm. else. Uh, no, she says that it's an educated guess. He probably just made an educated guess and got it right. right. So she said, I would lie. I'm yeah. a good liar. And, and they have a stare just... down like, see, because I'm lying to you right now. Can you tell? Yeah. I'm so good see, at that's, it. That's it. That's yeah. the other thing. Because he calls her out for lying about knowing that. You know, he's basically like, well, no one else but you. And she's like, that's impossible. I'm a really good liar. It's like. Wink. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. But you are you? lying to me right now. But one of my favorite bits of acting that the uh, actor who plays Gravik does is his. Okay, <laughs> like there's so yeah. much in Kingsley that, uh, or what that all right or whatever he says in that scene. Like, okay, I'll, I'll play right. your little game. I know it's mm-hmm. you, yeah. but I'll, I'll keep mm-hmm. playing this game and that's... maybe kill you at the end of the episode. I don't know. I, I I knew that that was coming, and like that that bothered me because that was such an obvious plant. Like. It was very clear that they were following this thread of like, I know you betrayed me, so I'm going to feed you the information so that I know when you betray me again. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like it was it was such an obvious thing and it just felt like why would this character fall for that? Right, because if they succeeded uh in blowing up the UN delegates plane, that is World War Three. And we know that's not where the MCU is going. We're going mm-hmm. into King right. Dynasty, maybe, and um, <laughs> In ten Secret years, Wars, maybe. and all these things. And I'm like, we don't have time to do World War Three. Like, that just yeah. can't happen. Mm-hmm. So, so the instant that started rolling, I was like, okay. So, Gravik obviously told no one else's plan, and he told. And also, Gaia sucked at running away. Like when yeah. he hands her dad the yeah. phone, I'm like, so that's obviously him. Like. Right. Go this way and then double back real quick. Like or when she just stops, like falls over when when the car pulls up instead of just like, I don't know, riding around it cuz you're trying to escape. Yeah, there was a, <laughs> just like So if she's actually dead, uh, I'm going to be like this is the stupidest death. It, this it is the second stupidest death that she had had as an actor. Like Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Agreed. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, it was a terrible death. I, I, yeah. Game of Thrones is a terrible series, in my opinion, because it was all about being the worst person, and then nothing happens. None of it mattered. (laughs) None of it mattered. Yeah. Everybody was terrible, and in the end, it just literally didn't matter that they were terrible anymore. Because it pretty much just ended how it 
would have begun if Ned had died. Like the Stark yeah. family took over. I'm like, so we want, I didn't personally, but everyone watched like six seasons of this fucking thing to have it yeah. <laughs> resolve itself from season one conflict. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least take solace in the fact that everybody who watched it was like, this is not how it should have mm-hmm. ended. <laughs> And that is why like I've like, never no. picked it up. Yeah. People are like, you should watch it. I'm like, yeah. did you like the ending? No, then I'm not going to watch it. Then don't you, the well, whole last season is garbage. If so. George had finished his fucking books, then maybe. <laughs> right. They wouldn't have had to made it up as they go. He still hasn't released that book yet. So I mean, like, what's the point anymore? He never will. Yeah. I guarantee yeah. you he'll never he release to. it. He's like, you guys fucked yep. it up. Everyone, it'll, it'll be like all these other things where like, uh, uh, we haven't gotten a third Amazing Spider-Man movie and everyone's built it up as this amazing thing with Andrew Garfield. I'm like, look, I love mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield, but until the movie's made, I don't know if it's good or bad. Right. And since we know we don't like one thing, we're going to love the thing that hasn't happened. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So Gaia, you know, as running away. So the, the whole scene where we learn where Talos, uh, Talos, quote unquote, Talos, Talos, uh, yeah. uses, uses Nick um, instead of Fury. Uh, so the whole thing is they're going to the general's house that is uh, in charge of the uh, of bombing this this UN airplane, basically, mm-hmm. um, from a submarine. So they go there to basically stop him. The, the idea is, is that uh, Talos is going to turn into this guy, call them and be like, yo, don't, don't do this. Um, but of course there's a passcode and we learned the passcode is his son. Very cute. But here's the part that's really confusing because the scroll version of Bob, uh, is like, don't hurt my son. Don't hurt my son. But that's not his son. It's the real version of Bob's son, even though he has all of his memories. Mm-hmm. So maybe he carried over that sort of emotion. Maybe. But he was like, just don't kill my son. Like he gives up the gun. He's like, just don't hurt my son. Don't hurt my son. And I was like, that's really interesting. Cause I was like, obviously he's a scroll. Like we learned he's just a scroll. But I was like, this is really weird. Mm-hmm. Cause the kid is human. Are you sure about that though? Because literally everyone else on the on the compound was a scroll. Every guard that they killed turned into a scroll. Yeah, but we <clears> saw <throat> human Bob. Uh, in because Gaia goes to Human Bob's thing. Oh, and true. Can I get a little like, dark for a second? And looks through all his memories. <clears throat> yeah, they killed Human Bob's son, and that is in fact a scroll. Or they copied Human <clears throat> Bob's son as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean either I mean, one of yeah. those are are plausible, and that's that's what I'm saying. Like we can't be actually yeah. be sure that that isn't the scroll Bob's actual son. Yeah, which also makes it even more fucked up because Talos straight up assassinates him in front of the sun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, after he, he's like, are Who's you going to kill my dad? Well, depends on well, what I happens. I just got to talk yeah. to him. I just got to talk to Spoiler him. Bam, alert. Boom, boom. Pew, pew, you're yeah, dead. I also, <clears throat> I thought that was odd too because we know the kid is in the room. Yeah. Um, But the kid, we just don't hear from the kid. Like he doesn't say anything. He doesn't scream. He doesn't get up. He doesn't yell. Yeah, he would totally like, literally, he shoots him and just nothing, nothing happens. It's, it's weird too because like there's the 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 first episode scene where like Talos freaks out on Fury for killing another scroll and you're like I said no and then yeah. in this scene like he fights like hell to stop Fury from from shooting Bob the scroll uh even like definitely having a, a visceral reaction when Fury like kneecaps the guy with mm-hmm. with a, a shot yeah and then turns around and just 
like gets baited into killing him anyway. And like, that just seemed like a really odd character turn for Talos uh, after being like, so adamant, like I'm not going to be the one to kill our own people to make a point. Yeah. Um, so I have a question and this may have been me not connecting the dots. When Talos leaves the museum, Mm -hmm. he bumps into somebody and drops a phone, and the guy picks up the phone and was like, I believe this is yours. I was like, okay, so this is a plant, yeah. right? Does that pay off at it's all? It's Gaia. Or did, I, did I miss it? That was Gaia Yeah, because she runs by the it, the truck. The truck stops Gravik from getting there, and he hits the truck because he knows I got to catch her right now. That's 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 spy shit uh, all over the place. But that's... Oh, it's totally, see, I it's did totally, not make yeah, that connection. Even two times through... I did not make that connection. I don't know if that was just like, I didn't see it right or something, but that also I was like, so that's going to pay off later, but did it, was it this episode that it paid off and I just missed it? I had a hunch that that was the case. I thought it was I'm, probably I'm pretty, Gaia. Yeah, but I'm like, 99.9% sure it's Gaia, yeah. The only reason I wasn't sure that it was definitely Gaia is that like she sent the the the, the planted info as a text message and then hands him the phone. She writes it as a text message and then hands him the phone that has the message on it. She like almost makes a there's no efficient way to communicate. Well, there's also but there's no paper trail, quote unquote, electronic paper trail sending the message. Haven't they already been talking to each other via burner? Yeah, she was using burner. He makes a point like to say that you know, yeah, guy is going through burner phones. Yeah, like they very much say that. So that's why I'm like, it's really confusing. I think it's a matter of like how it was shot. I think it didn't lead to the one plus one. You know, what it could have been is her handing him a new burner to receive the message. Like she might have texted that burner phone and handed him the, the recipient phone because like he wouldn't necessarily have already had one on him. And or it wouldn't have been safe for her to text him while he's in the room with Gravik. Because we've, fair. we've yeah. seen that fair. plenty of times in like higher and lower stakes situations where like someone gets a yeah. like very poorly timed text message. I mean, Michael, we saw that in uh in the film for our uh, next the film we just reviewed oh, well, last week. Uh, the female brain? Uh no, a movie called Shiva Baby, uh, which is going to be coming out. <sighs> I have to think about it. So this came out Monday. That'd be, be coming out this Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Shiva Baby. So for those listening, this Sunday, we're reviewing the movie Shiva Baby, by the way, which is streaming on uh, Max. You can watch for free. So if you're the type of mo- person that watches the movies before we record them, Shiva Baby, uh, right on right on Max. But a, a situation happens where it's like, don't text the person in the room if you don't want anyone else to know. Yep. Shiva Baby. Well, your, your podcast yeah. lives up to his name because I've... Never heard of that. Hey, <laughs> I hadn't hey. literally until this morning. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'll watch seen it. it. I I had seen like the posters and stuff like that. And then when I eventually like when we eventually sat down, I was like, I'm spoiler, really glad we did. Yeah. Good. Uh good. Yeah. Um yeah. So I think I think that scene for me, I think the the peanut butter and jelly didn't get made <laughs> in the right order. The whole script writing, you know, you gotta watch yeah. put the peanut, you know. Uh-huh. Uh it didn't. It didn't work out for me. Uh, I think, and that's why I'm so confused about like the logistics of that scene. I think it was just missing a few extra seconds of a visualization and the camera work to see her move and do everything. Yeah. You know, but uh, I believe it. I mean, that sounds right. It sounds right that that's what she did. But I also was like, nope. This is a, another scrawl 
like this is a either a, a trap sent by Gravik or, you know, like, I don't know. I just, That's, I was like, something's weird. Like, this wasn't just a normal scene they put in there. Like, it's it's something. Yeah. That's kind of what I thought, too. And then when they make it a point to, like, show her so casually leaning against the car when Gravik gets yeah. to her, I'm like, okay, got it. That was Guy. I'm making yeah. a handoff. I just didn't understand why she was handing off the phone until I connected the dots, like, 30 seconds ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically, yeah. Um, so... Gravik has been very cool and collected throughout this series, yes? Why is he... Yeah, minus his blowout to the council. Sure, minus um, his blowout to the but council. But, I mean, that was even minor, yeah. He's so mad at that picture at the beginning of the parlay. And I know he's not actually mad at the picture. He's mad at, at, at um, Talos, but it just... I didn't know what what the direction that the and it's it's not like a lot of they're they're getting really smart uh disney marvel tv shows and having the same director for the whole thing so it feels like a film much like how i met your mother aside from maybe six or seven episodes of the show it was pamela fryman the entire time so nobody ever did something like that's very out of character because there's a new director um but that just felt very weird very out of place for Gravik. Like he could have had the tr- exact same lines, but like 30% less. Oh man. Like he could have had the intensity, but it was showing too much of his intensity, I guess. Like I could be I didn't really understand the point of his of his like speech there because he says like Look at all, you know, there's all these statesmen. They're the one, you know, in charge, but they're not us. Like, we're soldiers. And he's, like, mad at the idea of, like, capitalists, right? Like, he, he's mad at, at, like, the figureheads that are, you know, the the presidents and the, the prime ministers that are ordering the war because he's the soldier. He's not sitting in some tower, like, ordering it. But, like, how does that relate? Because he's literally working with all of them. Yeah, but he also... He he wanted to get under Talos's skin there, I think, because he says, you know, the soldiers are fighting. The statesman, he points to the picture, and then he points at, really quick, just gives a quick point to Talos and gives whatever dig he does to the statesman. So, like, he's kind of being like, yeah, yeah you used to be a general. You used to be boots on the ground. Now you send people in to do your dirty work, and, and I hate you for it. Like, it was... Yeah, it was that was a cool moment of acting, and I didn't catch it the first time. But when I watched it just before we recorded, I was like, "Oh, he yeah. he's like statesman, including you, you little bastard!" Yeah. Like it's the whole like I've replaced you, old man, uh-huh. sort of vibe right. yeah. is, is what he's going for. He's like, "You're irrelevant now. I'm the future of our people. I'm fighting for us. I'm willing to spill blood." And you're not, you're just like all the rest of these politicians who will send others to do your dirty work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Casey, I think you're, you're spot on. And I think that would have gone really well with what you were talking about earlier in the episode where he brings all of the statesmen into that room. And if he offed all of them, that would make total sense. Ooh, there is something else I want to point out about that, uh, about that scene, something that we talked about last episode, and I think we talked about a first episode, about the scrolls revealing themselves. Mm-hmm. Talos very specifically says, I'm going to out you. I'm going to show them 
you know, I'm going to reveal that scrolls are here. Yeah. I'm going to show them that scrolls exist. And he's like, well, they're just going to go after you, which so naive of Talos to be like, no, they won't. Like, yes, yes they, they will. will. Humanity like, will accept so us as the good ones. No, no, they yeah. won't. No, 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 see, we look like, exactly no, the same, but... <laughs> there's, like, no historical reference for that at all. No. Like, there's, in fact, quite the evidence to the opposite. Um, Fury, so very naive on his part, but I, I still stand behind Fury's comment from episode two that like In humanity's not ready for this shit. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like what I don't get. And I mean, obviously for narrative reasons, they're not going to off Talos, at least not in episode three. But, like, I don't get why Gravik let him walk away. Like, Gravik has every reason to just put a stop to Talos's, like, interference now. And it's, I mean, it's a classic villain thing with a monologue and then let someone go uh, to so you can see my great plan in action only to be thwarted. But, like, fucking why? <laughs> I don't understand why all the other scrolls there got, like, up when Talos stood up in his chair real quick, but or go, went across the table at him. But when he stabbed him in the hand and then started Didn't to choke... By the throat. And Gravit gives no sign to... Nope. Just hang on a second. Right. It was... I I, I did not believe that I, moment at all. I, all I, I needed was Gravik just to hold his hand up or put a like, finger up, yep. something simple to, or, or like kind of give a look around the room, but he's so focused on, you know, being choked to death, um, that somebody should have come over and, and stopped him. And he's clearly upset about it. Like when he's being choked, he's like, yeah, you yeah. know, like he, he's, he's not, not just it. sitting there taking it. He's yeah. not like so, harder daddy. Ah, <laughs> get it. Uh, so I, I actually do have a, a couple of, of notions with that scene. Cause like the, the initial reaction of all the other scrolls turning feels like that's the moment of demonstrating to Talos, like, no, you are alone here. Mm -hmm. You you are not going to get away with something if you try it here. Um, but then I think the 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 end of that scene is more of a demonstration that Gravik was never really in danger at all. And like I, I feel like we can probably assume that his followers know that he is doing something to make them more powerful. And like, nobody really is that shocked when his hand heals and he's just like, mm, shakes it off. So I, I think that the reason nobody jumps to his aid uh, is because they know that Talos can't actually hurt him or is not at least going to hurt him in that moment. Because if Gravik had wanted to, he could have like it seemingly with the, the power that he has, could have ended that situation real quick. Sure. I think, uh, you know, one of the parts about this that I think this is, this is for the first three episodes, uh, in general is, and I think this is a fault of the writers and, and the creators is we see Gravik's army. We see his strongholds. We see him taking care of people. Where are the people on Talos's side? Right. Where are they? Like, wh why is he so? Because my thought was he didn't kill Talos right then and there because he didn't want all of Talos's followers to turn against him, and that's why he's got to kind of keep them alive. Because if he does, then it's scroll versus scroll war. But if he can win Talos over, which feels like what he's trying to do, he's trying to get Talos to submit. Then all of Talos's followers will follow. But the problem is. 
where the frick are the followers? Like we don't, we haven't seen any of them yet, so we don't have an idea of forces. And that's yeah. the thing. Like Taylor tells us that they're everywhere. That there's at least a yeah. million of them. Uh, and you figure, like you know, obviously some of them have joined Gravix ranks. We don't know how many. We can presume that it's probably in the hundreds or maybe thousands tops because there's only so many places that they can hide in these you know splinter cells. Um, but like. Presumably, a lot of them are just going to be fucking neutral and be like, no, 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 we're good. We don't want to yeah. fight. We've been there 30 like, years. We're good. Like, yeah, yeah. we've been Taylor seems to feel like he's got a fair number of them on his side because like he like he's implying that like we will win despite your efforts, Gravik. And like yeah. we collectively, the scrolls living on Earth. So like you make a great point. Where are they? Who are they? Wow. Yeah, because right now the Wii is like him and Fury because they're the only two people actually doing anything about it. And now Gaia's dead. Uh, like, yeah. this is it. So I'm like, who? how threatening are you? It's just two old guys. Like, and I think <laughs> you're not I, exactly threatening. I think this is a very Winter Soldier-esque thing. Like, at the end of Winter Soldier, when you think all is lost, surprise, Nat's been the delegate the whole time and fury has yeah. the other way into the thing by by his scarred eye and all that cool spy shit that ends up at the end i'm hoping they're giving us all these false flags and that in the end yeah. they're gonna be like no, no this is the plan because the the ali uh what is day what was his last name the, the creator of the show uh, ali salim, salim yeah. has said that there is a surprise scroll coming and I'm hoping it's yeah. not anyone that we've like Rhodey or anyone that we've kind of f f sussed out is a scroll. I hope there's a genuine twist to a scroll. Like it's one of the Avengers. The I mean, the only person I can see him referencing <clears throat> if it's somebody we've already met is Fury. Fury's the only one, which again would lead to why we see Fury in the Marvels. Um coming up soon is because he never left the space station, which is why he was limping, which is why whatever. Or, um, or is it Hill? Because why did we get to see Hill get shot again at the beginning? Why they keep reminding us that she's been shot. She's not going to talk, they didn't about, talk it. about it. This episode, that was yeah. when she showed up in the, in the pre-roll, I was like, ah, all righty. Like, is she coming back? It's interesting. Right. Robin showed up there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Robin. Uh, and like, here's the other possibility is that, you know, maybe the fury on earth right now is a scroll or maybe the fury that we see in the Marvels is a scroll that just takes his place. Yeah. I mean, if I'm, uh, I would, I would struggle with that one. Uh, but that's very possible. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they could be, you know, maybe fury is down on earth and still dealing with secret invasion and scroll some scroll up there is like, shit, I gotta be fury. Cause here comes captain Marvel or something, you know, comic on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't oh fury. <laughs> yeah. Is this an Avengers recruitment? <laughs> I love her so much. Uh, so what do we think? Uh, predictions for episode four. So typically Absolutely what not. episode four is the huge, is always the huge reveal thing right. of all these Marvel shores. It's always, you know, the the two-thirds mark. Yeah, four is always uh, big. Five is like, eh, this could have not been an episode. And then six and then is six like, is oh, my God, we have so much to finish. Go, go, go. Yeah. 
and like you enjoy it, but you're also like, some of this could have ended up in the last episode to not yeah. make it all just go at the end. Um, I, I mean, I like your theory that, uh, that, um, Rhodey's not actually a scroll. He's, he's maybe he was a scroll and then they captured the scroll and now for, uh, he's like double agenting it being like, no, no, I'm still blah, blah, blah. I'm still the scroll, I, the scroll yeah. pretending to be Rhodey, but it's actually just Rhodey the whole time. That'd yeah. be pretty cool. I feel like him and Vara are up to something. They're up to something. Mm -hmm. And it's not just Gravik. Uh, like, they're not up to... They're not in cahoots with Gravik. I think they're up to something in relating to Gravik. Var, I don't think Vara is... I don't think... I, I'm hoping she's not a double agent. I hope she's not uh, going behind Fury. Because that'd just be silly. I mean, she does kind of give reason to do so. Where she's like, you've been gone the past 10 years. What have I been doing? I've been being me. And what do we know her to be? Mm-hmm. Uh, an agent, and, you know, and a she was that apparently by that uh, yeah, cool basement she had. Yeah, right. But you know, we know that she was basically a spy from the get go, right? Um, recruiting people. So, uh, you know, because we we saw that in episode two. Um, so maybe I don't know. Maybe she's got the army. Maybe. Uh, I yeah. Again, I'm 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 so hesitant to make any predictions, but just knowing that the formatting. I mean, like you said, it's it's going to be episode four of a of a six part. So like we're in the 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 end of act two, and that's usually when shit really goes down. So I feel like the stakes have to get really high uh, in yeah. this episode uh, coming up in order for there to be something to resolve in in act three without. You know, without it being a frantic dash to establish plot. And mm -hmm. like right yeah. now, in the first half, we've still really only like established the players and the general premise. We haven't established the stakes beyond like Gravik saying, like, no, we're gonna kill humanity and just live here. But right. like shit has to get really bad. And I think that like uh, like the the only prediction I'll make for episode four is that it's probably gonna really, really fucking dark. Yeah. He's hoping. <laughs> yeah, I, I I predict Gaia comes back in one form or another. Uh, I assume she's probably going to be a on Gravik side plant, um, but we'll see. I'm wondering, so we, we everyone knows in, in universe and out of universe that when Skrulls die, if they're in human form, they revert. Mm -hmm. Yes. She got hit. He didn't hit, hit her to kill, but she reverts to Skrull to make her think, to make him think. She, uh, she's dead. That she died. Also, that yeah. that was very clearly not Amelia Clark in that <laughs> scroll makeup. I'm like, that's some random actress. <laughs> that's yeah. that's not her Ooh. at all. <laughs> I wonder if I went. Well, I guess we see him drive away. But I was gonna say, I wonder if he takes her body and puts her through the super scroll thing to like bring her back to life. Uh, I totally thought the drive away because it stayed so long in that driveway. It was gonna be her popping back up and being like, yep, yeah, 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 I'm I, okay. <laughs> But I was kind of waiting for that, but like that also touches on like my my other big pet peeve so far is that they don't seem to be doing anything about the bodies that they're just leaving laying just around. And eyes. like the whole right. like it's a secret invasion, y'all. You've got to <laughs> keep it a secret. And leaving dead alien bodies just laying around where like some like yeah, someone is probably not going to go wandering down this road towards this abandoned nuclear Russian power plant. Mm -hmm. But like somebody fucking could. You know, one of the like Chernobyl like the uh, fucking ghost hunters 
Twitters is going to wander through that. Like, you you see that shit all the time on YouTube. Someone's going to YouTube themselves stumbling across, like, a dead scroll body in the woods, and it's going to be a whole fucking conspiracy. Well, Um, no, that's that won't actually happen. But, like, it could, and it annoys me. And it also, it just, it just demonstrates, like, Gravik, like, not really, like, maybe having the focus to ensure no loose ends. Because, one, he doesn't make sure that she's dead and then he just leaves the body there like that's that's either sloppy or it's intentional well uh i don't know if you know this about scrolls but they're big fans of the band drowning pool oh let the bodies <laughs> in the floor so let the, the bodies body. in the Sorry. yeah but afterwards clean them up <laughs> terrible <laughs> i regret nothing <laughs> and obviously not big fans of the john wick series you always no. go for the headshot yeah even if you get them a center chest Mass. Yep. I mean, Zombieland the, double, the tap. double tap. Like, you got to do the double tap. Yeah. If you haven't seen, There's, there are several movies about yeah. this. <laughs> John Wick Four. There are a couple headshots that he double headshots. I'm like, I think they're dead, John. You <laughs> just wasting like, bullets Wick, at this point. <laughs> he fucking makes sure. Uh-huh. Like he confirms right. his kills. Gravik doesn't. He's like, I, yeah. did, I did my job. I shot her once. It's good. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. She's totally dead. She shot in the chest. People never survive from that. Then she shows no. up and he's like, I did not see this coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So episode four is coming up soon. Yeah. Hey, guys, thanks for watching and listening to this one. We super appreciate it. So yet again, uh, for those of you, if you aren't subscribed yet to the Never Heard of It podcast, hit subscribe. We review indie movies and movies you've likely never heard of every single Sunday. We've been doing it for five years. Never missed a Sunday. Uh, over five years and running. And this Sunday, we are talking about the movie Shiva Baby on Max. Uh, so definitely check that one out. So thanks a lot for joining us, everyone. Casey, thank you very much for uh, coming on again. If people want to find you on the interwebs, where can they find uh, you? I am not going to join uh, Threads uh, because oh. I just I can't keep up. There's too many of them. Uh, but on uh, my main one, uh, there's actually not a main one, but if you want to find, if you want to get in touch with me, uh, we have a Gmail for the podcast. It is superpodherocast at gmail.com because only Cap writes letters. Tony, uh-huh. I do it by myself. Todd's not here. Um, <laughs> and uh, if you're in the Syracuse area, July 29th, if you want to come down to Bullfinch yeah. Brew Pub, haha, got it on the first take, Todd. Yeah. Suck it. Um, <laughs> in, in Destiny, USA. Come on down. We're going to do Nerd Debate Live. Nerd Debate 5 is live. Is happening July 29th, 7.30. Exciting. Spectacular. And, of course, you can find Bree and I on threads because we did join it, and I'm actually enjoying it yeah, uh, so far. Same. Um, it's like Twitter, but everybody's really chill. That's what I hear, but uh, I just I can't jump on nice. another one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you can find us, uh, uh, Bree, your Sabrina Buckets yes. uh, on Threads, and I am Michael Fight on Threads. So definitely check us out there. Nice. Uh, thanks a lot for joining us, everyone. We super appreciate it. And we will see you on Sunday.